0: There's another side to good health, and that's good mental health. Come on, come you with me. Come with me, come, come, come. Yeah, no, I, I know where to go. I know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we take, we take good care of you, come on. They know everybody.
1: My favorite is the high pitch, when they don't understand something. So you're just, eh? well, no, I'm gonna go with you, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing <laughs> first.
0: <laughs> Why? Eh? You you go to McDonald's eh? You go to Mac- eh? McDonald's
1: yeah exactly. McDonald's, <laughs> Xbox. You play Xbox? E- <laughs> X- Xbox. No, X- <laughs> Xbox. 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 No. Xbox three sixty. You, you play the Xbox? Xbox. You uh, TCC TCC.
0: <laughs> Xbox three sixty. You FIFA?
1: <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> three sixty. The
0: the Nigerian dudes on my soccer team in college, like when I felt like too much like social anxiety right and didn't want to go out on the weekends. Yeah. I would stay in and play FIFA with those guys. Oh my God. Mm. That was those are some of my fondest memories in college.
1: It's an experience. Anytime it's you do party. like it like indoor, like just activities with Nigerian people. They make that shit so
0: lit. You're just like, oh my god. Yes. This
1: is amazing. He's like, ah, oh, you want another beer? I'll get you a Heineken. I'm like, oh, okay. Shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always, it's, it was Heineken and Rolling Rock. That's <laughs> it. Those are the two they They love they the green bottles, the man. I don't know. It's about the Nigerian <laughs> bottles. Yeah, they that's right. They want those right. green, bottles. <laughs> green,
2: green like, bottles. Y'all want a course They're like,
0: what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so good that's mad funny so yeah you so you encountered that that community firsthand in london yeah Uh, yeah what else was your experience like in london when you were playing football
1: it was it was i mean i wasn't expecting the amount of support uh just because it's not their sport really so i was expecting and anticipating all of the you know the jokes of like oh we're the this is the real football or because those are the jokes of my dad means like I tell you, you don't play real football i'm like okay uh and so yeah, it was right. like this it, it, that is kind of the thing that i expected but like, we didn't get that we got a lot of people who were like miami dolphins and they and they come right up and they knew who we were they knew what number we were they knew like the positions like they they definitely studied for the test before we got there like they knew what to do and they and they loved <laughs> cheering for it and and it was great i, mean, I I, I only have really fond memories of that time only because it was one of the few times that like literally most of my family was able to go. So I had like 14 or 15 mm. people there because I had like cousins from Nigeria come and then my uncle who lives in London, and my German and my South African uncle. So they all just merged and you had like this this entire section of like a lobbies. Which is just like these thick ass, tall ass, like dark ass <laughs> <laughs> Nigerian people. In one second, just like Alabi. I'm like, oh yeah, man, this is it. So that was for me. That was the best. And and at the time, I got to go in. Uh, I get to kind of play against Michael Strahan. Which and it was, I mean, wow. I'm not going to tell my grandkids this, but it was at the end of his career. So like, I took you know what I'm saying. Like I I got him. Mm. So that's that's the whole. You you gave you gave him the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, he tried to do that to me and i caught it i was like <laughs> you gave him
2: gave him a pancake exactly <laughs> all good you know it was, it was a good time i'm definitely jealous of of every professional athlete that gets to travel the world as a as a, as a part of their sport and nfl I, I mean like you know if i i only hope that that increases per our conversation before we started
1: yeah same i mean it's the same thing and that's like i was saying roger goodell his big thing is he really really wanted to i don't think this is a word but like internationalize the yeah. nfl he wanted it to become something that wasn't just this like oh that's an american thing
0: he wanted it to become the nba he does and he wants it to be
1: like an olympic sport which is what he's yeah. getting to the problem is is that i mean just logistics alone i mean you're talking about um, at minimum if you go bare bones you got 11 11 and like hold six for special teams so you're talking about 28 30 people that you got to outfit with like helmets, equipment, right. shoes, and all that stuff. It's not like basketball where it's like you could just wear that stuff over and over again. It's right. it's like those shoes are going to wear out after like a couple of games. Like you got to get a whole, you know what I mean. So that the logistics of that are tough, especially in like poorer countries or countries that just don't have that kind of disposable um, mm-hmm. wealth or economy to, to to sustain those teams, you know what I mean. Which mm-hmm. makes it difficult. NFL Europe was such a great idea. It just didn't it didn't mm-hmm. come to fruition just because. I mean, you're competing with soccer, right? So it's like a whole, right. a whole different thing. Real football.
0: Right. <laughs> and we could we definitely get into that because I'm, I'm a bigger football fan than I am a football fan. But I agree. it's yeah. interesting that how like American football started was kind of bare bones, right? Like they had mm. started with no helmets, mm-hmm. no pads. They just had it's spikes closer on to rugby, My ears right?
1: are getting fucked, right. let, me, let me put some leather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cauliflower year.
0: Right. It's just interesting, you know, because uh, it's not like they were testing what the bodies like capable of. Right. Back then. Like they were just like run into each other, try and stop each other from getting over this line and carry the football over the Kill line. The the
1: can. Kill the carrier. Kill the carrier. That's it. Right. <laughs> Capture the flag. Uh and right. it, was, it it was very much like that. And and the fact that I mean, those guys used to just meet like an hour before the game. And they were like, "All right, here we go. This is what we're gonna do." And it was like, right. hey.
2: <laughs> They're like, "Everyone, take a couple beers, grab a grab a yes. grab a hot dog, smoke like like a cig at halftime." You day. know what yeah. I mean? And you're, yeah. and, yes. It,
1: it was between just so, snaps, right? <laughs> yeah. It was just so so different back then, and now it's like football is basically a year round sport. The technology is—I mean, you have everything but a heads up display, looking like Master Chief in your in your right. helmet. I mean, it's yeah. just—it's insane. Kind of even from when I played it's insane Red. how the how the technology has just grown and like what you can do on a football field now is just ridiculous you know what i mean so
0: i'm cracking up thinking about the scene in invincible where they're in that part that lot and it starts raining yeah <laughs> and they they tackle yeah. each other <laughs> and dude gets tackled up against the car <laughs> like that's that's how football started <laughs> Like, so it, it's just a bunch of boys like they not give a
1: shit right they don't give a damn like that's like my son i look at my son and i'm like that's where football started right there because he's, he's three and a half and he just like in a lot in south he Italy. just runs full steam ahead into his sister who's five and luckily like i'm her dad so she can take it like she's five but like you know just above my weight she's tall as shit like she's she's a bigger you know girl so just like, she can handle it but he is reckless abandonment just like no no care in the world just like no i'm going this, this is happening i hope you're ready for it and he just hopes, <laughs> you know so that's that is where football came from that's the basic kind of premise of it
0: mm-hmm. of the two of them who do you see yourself in the most like because you you i think you just described two like kind of different children
1: they are I, mm-hmm. my daughter is definitely me she's the more emotional one she's the one who Holds herself to such a high standard and you're just like, Andy, you don't have to do that. And she's just like, but it needs to be this way. And I'm like, I know, mm, honey, but you have mm. to understand that not everything's going to be perfect. And then I'm like, oh shit, that's me. Okay, <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Stop. You know, but that's she's more me. My son is definitely my wife. He's the one he's he he thrives in chaos. So when things are like all over the place, he beautiful minds at UCM. He's like, okay, I'm, just mm. do this. And I'm the one who like, I have a plan six weeks out. I have, I have, I have like measured for every contingency. I know exactly what's going to happen. And anything that deviates off of that, I'm like, you know, and so this was not part of the game plan.
2: <laughs> I have a
1: plan and this is not the plan. Uh, so she's definitely more me and, uh, and my son is definitely more my wife. So it's why we work because, you know, where, where I lack, she picks up. So it's like we're like the, the strongest team.
2: It's, it's awesome. <clears throat> it feels like that. The the characteristics that you're bringing to the table of like having a game plan, being prescriptive, being prescribed, etc. works really well for an institution like football and even acting, but not golf so much, because we all know that nothing goes according to plan ever. Everyone's got a plan until you hit a shank. Oh, man, you should have seen me yesterday. It did not go according (laughs) to plan. So like, I guess to take it to golf, where do you see yourself growing in that mindset and, and adapting to changing conditions and failure and things like that that are out of your control to, to speak on that I kind of have to go back to the
1: beginning of why I started playing golf so I started playing golf because I was so intrigued by the fact that it was the exact opposite of everything that I've been taught since I was a kid I mean and, and I, I've changed my mindset now I'm, I'm more of a growth mindset but growing up it was very much a fixed mindset it was very much a How do you spell like fun? W.I.N. How do you you know you have to win? You break another person's will. You know, if you want to succeed, you have to just like it's just it was it was very predatory. You know what I mean? Um, And the reason I loved golf so much was the fact that. To do better at golf, you don't move faster. You don't get more violent. You don't uh, rush it. You don't force it. Everything is rhythm, tempo, flow. It's all about being within yourself and keeping almost that Tim Duncan mindset where you could be burning up inside and you're furious. But the face is this mm-hmm. because you're it, and I love that because it trained me that is emotional and as, as passionate and is kind of like getting like I just get amped up about stuff. You can take that and you can use it as fuel, but you don't have to show it by like being that guy that's like, I to break my fucking club or like launching it or like getting upset. I did, yesterday, I was hitting amazing like tee shots with my three because like, my driver's cracked right now. But I was I was knocking it off. We were right there. And then every single time around the greens, 100 yards and in, I just the first seven holes, I could not hit a chip shot. I just couldn't do it. I don't know what happened. I don't know why it was sculling across. And then all of a sudden it fixed, but it was about being patient and seeing what you see, seeing how you feel and being like, all right, how do I fix this? Okay, remember your, the, go back to the toolbox. What were you taught? Go back to that, try it again, practice, 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 practice. And that, and I kind of made that mantra for myself where I was like, after every round, especially after the bad rounds, my mantra was always more practice, more practice, more practice. Because I think that okay. helped, helped me a lot to kind of get through it to kind of like practice through the frustration or practice through kind of any issues that I was having.
0: Coming from football, though, like you're moving a trillion miles per hour, but you, but you are practicing yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, golf is a very different type of practice, you know. Uh, it's in parts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There's so many different. Yeah. So many different parts. How are the the practices different, though? because I, I hear you saying you know anything that goes bad on the golf course you work on it you take it in practice yeah um in in football you know it's like your coach tells you what you're doing yeah and like th- like you get there you see it on the board like all right this is what i'm doing today yeah i have no choice but golf is like it's all you it's you're all you it's an,
1: it's it's super individual which in football there's there's a bit of that also because you you have to do your 111 Right? You're just a kind of a cog in that machine, and the machine runs because you do your one job or what you have to do. So mm-hmm. it, there's a bit of that kind of individuality in in football, um, and I'll speak on the similarities first because there's more of that than there are differences. Just like an offensive lineman, right? So offensive lineman, we have to practice getting up to the next level. Like the line, the next level is the linebacker level. So when a linebacker is kind of running across, and I got to like get this guy, he is way more athletic than I am. He's probably way faster than I am. But what I have is I know where he's going to be because I know where the ball is going to go and I have an angle of attack. So if I know he's going this way, I know I can go this way and I'll catch him somewhere over here. Right. It's the same thing. So you practice those drills of like how to move your feet, like taking that one step, the first step, where do your eyes go? Mm -hmm. And you practice each one of those things. It's the same thing with the golf swing. When I worked with Skillless, when we first started, my golf swing was pretty much trash. I mean, it was just like, you know, Mm -hmm. I I played golf because the quarterbacks at the time were like, hey, you want to play? And I went and got like a, a hundred and five dollar set from walmart and i was like yeah let's do this and i and i didn't know what i was doing and 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 you learn to kind of hack your game and be like oh i'm just you turn the club head like this and you hit it straight every time and it's like you know it's 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 things like that that that's the way i was playing and when you finally learn those things you're like oh that was a huge miss and that was not okay and and so when when i started with nathan and we, we took it piece by piece he's like okay p1 okay p1 to p2 P1 to P2, P2, P3, P4. And we took it piece by piece, week by week. And there were times where I was in the backyard with, you know, that my home setup driving range. And I just it was just from here to here, here to here. And just keeping that, you know, keeping the club face to match my spine angle and doing all those little things. So those are the similarities that I see is breaking down the action into smaller parts that are digestible and for me and, and you guys obviously are, are just better golfers than i am but this is for so far this is what i've gotten from the game is i've gotten that you know these digestible pieces made it so much easier for me to build the swing that i have now which i'm absolutely in love with And i just love I, I love the way i'm swinging the club i love that as a big guy i have that kind of flexibility and that kind of fluid movement because i see Dwayne wade out there with george Golang because i see him out there and, and and you know he's hitting the ball I wouldn't put it on a yeah, cover. Rigid. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Aiden.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's hard to watch. <laughs> he's trying. He's trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a Still lot of times, rigid.
1: those bigger guys, they don't look good swinging that club. You know what I mean? A lot of times, the bigger guys, it, it just looks wonkier. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to try and John Romit it and only go up to my waist. You know what I mean? And it's like, right. those are the things that you you kind of have to tweak. So I'm just really glad that we were able to kind of break that down and get it to the point where my swing it's something that I'm really proud of that I built. Now I lose it every now and then, but I get it back.
2: So <laughs> yeah, and to I mean, if if we're gonna add another pillar of your life, acting to the mix as well, like if you were to throw those three things in a a Venn diagram, is it still that thing that's in the center, the like breaking breaking it the the big mission down into constituent parts? What's the driving similarity for you there
1: with acting? It's the same thing. I, you know, when I when I first got here uh, after I retired, I, I wouldn't tell anybody that I played football. I was, I was, I refused to do mm-hmm. it. I know, I know the big black guy walking in, they're like, obviously, but I, it was, I would always say something like, yeah, yeah, I played in college or. They were like, you LeBron James. Right, exactly. I got that all the damn time. One guy almost got in an accident hanging out the car. I'm like, I am not him. I'm not him.
0: <laughs> but. Uh, That's LeBron James. Right. What's up, LeBron?
1: And I had grown my beard out at the time too. And I was like, this is a mistake.
0: <laughs>
1: um But, but yeah, you, you. You can't you come into this and they see you if you mention that you're a professional athlete if they know that you're a professional athlete. The first thing that comes to mind is like, oh, this is just a former athlete that wants attention. And it's like, that's not the way I ever approach anything. I could give a shit about attention. I would do this in my basement with like two friends. Because I I wanted to respect acting enough to get trained in it, going to a three-year conservatory, like learning what it is, getting those tools, and that's kind of been my blueprint for everything. At first, I did the same thing with golf. Is like you want to get in, you want to respect the game, you want to learn the game, and not just go out every weekend and drink a bunch of Coors Light and hope you hit the ball. My my big thing is I wanted to learn how it works, what to do, and when I get in trouble, solve it myself. And that was the same thing with acting. And so I've kind of carried those things through these these several of these elements to. To ensure success, and and my I always tell my wife this, and she's like, oh, and I, but I go, work solves everything, and for me, that's what it is: is work solves everything. If you are willing to work through it, if you are willing to put in the time and do whatever it is, as long as you can relate it to yourself, you'll be all right. You know what I mean? And and I right. think that's that's the biggest thing for me is, is 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 if I can outwork everyone else and stay consistent and just stay there. Most of the time people fall off and that's how you kind of you just kind of keep building, you know, and acting's no different. It's the same thing with acting. It's like when I first came in, nobody was just kind of like, you're going to be a bouncer or a cop. That's it. You're just, you're just a bouncer or a cop. That, that's all you can do. And then, you know, I got one line on something They're like, oh, you can talk. Holy shit. And so then, you know, you get a few lines here and there and then they're like and then you get the one person because you go into an audition and they're just like, oh, OK, I see you. And then you start getting those other things. Now I go into these, you know, if I go into an audition or if I'm up for a role, it's against like, you know, 10, five foot two Jewish dudes. And they're like, what are you here for? And I'm like, same role you are, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? here for Yeah. Exactly. And, they, and they because what happens is you go into casting. Now, most of the time you're not going to get the role. Right. But there's always those times where you go in and castings like it would be cool if it was him yes you know and they're like it would be <laughs> that would be a cool imagine the office nerd being like a six foot six big ass black dude like that's funny <laughs> and so that's that's where i come in and that's and that's why we've been able to and i say we because it's a complete team effort we've been able to change perception in this industry as, in regards to me personally because now we don't get those bouncer you know detective whatever rules now it's it's diversified into other things because they're like no he's capable he can handle it
0: it's like ever since <laughs> ever since moonlight it was like oh shit yeah like they can do other things holy wow. shit wait a minute
1: <laughs> they get emotional too and then or, or right. feel where it's like oh man, they, man black people get scared oh shit you know what i mean right. is, it's, it's, and that's why you start like, having all the changes you know and now we have we have we have a lot of shows that reflect different things that aren't just about slavery right <laughs> it's just for like, real new tv show coming to hbo black people enslaved by evil white people it's like thanks guys <laughs> but you know
0: been there done that bought that t-shirt right <laughs> i don't think i want to ever see another slave movie ever again like I've, I've seen them all like dude i i'm only interested in things that are either like elevating the culture or just letting us be Hmm. like I don't need I don't need drug show like power's dope uh uh snowfall is dope yeah like I don't need that either and that's not necessarily my cup of tea I can objectively say those are good shows I enjoy watching them but like give me fucking black friends (laughs) give like give me give me 17 versions of insecure
2: yeah right well, I mean that's that's the power of family reunion. You are you are creating the, the ecosystem that has been around for so long. Yeah, has otherwise not included Black people. No, and let's and- be
0: clear: NAACP Image Award-winning right. family reunion three times, three times. three.
1: three Please, time. <laughs> I was not expecting the three peat so that's why I'm pushing it so hard. I'm like, we did, yes, it!
0: sir. Well, <laughs> oh, <shit." laughs> congratulations, Thanks, man. Congrats. I
1: appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we have an amazing cast, amazing crew. We have a lot of fun doing it, and I think they see that and I, and I appreciate that we get recognized for that because it, it, it's not i've yeah. been in a lot of productions and a lot of times it's not this harmonious and and we we just all kind of get along and we're there for each other you know what i
0: mean i think that's the biggest part of it um mm-hmm. i feel like when loretta divine is on the on the call sheet it's gonna be a good yeah it'll be a banger <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah yeah no she she's such a pro though i mean it, watching her work is just kind of ridiculous like she's she's off distracted doing something and then all of a sudden they'll action and she's just like whoop and she's like right in it and just like with you and you That's working amazing. opposite of her you you're like i gotta be on my on my game because mm-hmm. not i will get exposed uh so yes. so it's always she makes it really easy and it's a lot of fun to work off of her so
0: you know man i just i want to just like do a separate podcast with you just talking about acting things
1: let's do it I don't care. <laughs> hey first of all brett i'm in love i people get freaked out about how I feel about it, and I, and I have to hold back on it because I get teary-eyed, because I'll be honest, when I started playing football, right, I told my wife this, and she couldn't believe it, every single morning while brushing my teeth, I almost puked because I fucking hated it. Mm. I am—I I was not into playing football. I wasn't into doing it. It was something that I was kind of programmed to do since I was a kid, and i am you know, you're built like this. You, you come out the womb, 6'6", 360, and you from Texas, you playing football. And so mm-hmm. for me, that was kind of a thing that I was like, you had to do it. And so that's why my career was like, I was like, nah, as soon as I get vested, I'm out. And so as soon as that happened, I jumped and went to the thing that I wanted to do, which was acting. I've wanted to be an actor since I was like four. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw the Hank Gather story. It was like a weird lifetime movie. But I cried mm-hmm. my ass off at the end when the when the guy died because I was like, oh my God, he's he's dead. And my parents were I didn't like, say fucking dead because I was four, but like, I was like, I'm you know, he's dead. And they were like, well, no, 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 he's he's acting. And I'm like, what's that? And then my dad explained it. And then my mom explained it. And I was like, someone can make me feel that way. And they're not, and I was like, this is, this is amazing. And so I fell in love with it and it's all I wanted to do since I was a kid. And that's why now when you asked about, is it, is acting still the court? hundred percent. It's my why. And and it's simply just because I just want to be the best version of it that I can be, and 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 just seeing what how far I can go, right? You just want to see like how far like a big a big former athlete can be that vulnerable and that kind of like Mm -hmm. anti toxic masculinity, and see how far you can go, and that's and for me that's the exciting part because everybody expects it. Everybody's just like, oh man, you you were the chicks, right? You, you, you ended like you're dogging out girls. I'm like, <laughs> I, I respect, it's- I respect women. I, I don't know what, you know, what I mean, <laughs> right, like, right. I don't, I mean and, and the funny thing Did is like, buy them dogs. <laughs> my, well, here's the thing. My wife, my wife laughs because guys, they, they like, we'll be in the park with the kids and like the dads will come up and they just start talking about like the most disgusting shit because they think, because I was in the NFL that that's mm. the kind of shit that, that would turn me on. I'm just like, uh, Cool, man. That's good for you. I'm going to I'm going to, yeah. you know, because it, it, it's just it, because I, I get it within with the yeah. NFL and football. Like, that's the thing. Right. Like, that's it's mm-hmm. like super masculine, super this, super that. And like, if that's your swag, that's cool. That's that's you. You can stay over there with that. But that's not that's not me. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's just one of those deals where you have to kind of take it. But it's not something that I embrace all the time.
0: You're like I'm conservatory trained, sir. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm a yeah. trained theater actor. <laughs> right. How dare you? I don't you? speak <laughs> um, Russian.
1: Right, yeah. I was a woman <laughs> in my past life, <laughs> right. yeah.
0: which I truly believe because I feel too much. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a that's well, a beautiful part of the, the human experience that we get to to like exercise while acting. Yeah, like. It, uh, the sentiment gets thrown out a lot that you know acting is like this form of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do find bits and pieces of that in that like if I'm given a scene or a moment or a beat to hit yeah. that I can really lean into, it's very cathartic.
1: Oh yeah. Oh no, it, it feels amazing. After I I can't sleep half the time after shoot days. Yeah. After shoot days, you're so activated that you kind of go home and you're just like this. Wow. You're just up because you're just like, you're just you like, can I do it again? Yeah. And if you think about it. Do I have any self tapes? Yeah, right. (laughs) The way you think about it is like if a normal human being who is just out in society maybe goes through like hardcore emotional things a handful of times in their lifetime. I'm talking about shit that rocks your core, like just shaking hands, like just like really messed up maybe, mm-hmm. maybe three to five times in your life, right? A parent dies, you know, somebody gets hurt, somebody gets sick, a friend, whatever. Actors go through that shit like 15 times an hour. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you do that- And willingly. Like, yeah, you and willingly. In that like, what? like, think about Elizabeth Moss in in Handmaid's Tale. Like, I don't oh know how she got I don't know how
2: that works because I could I couldn't sociopath level assignment because you're like I'm I'm taking this on I'm taking this material on I, yeah I, I
1: would have read that script and been like Whew, okay uh, okay okay you know <laughs> yeah. it's just and and Carrie and Homeland same thing I mean it's just like yeah it's, yes there's just but that's the kind of stuff that if you're if you're an actor you look at it and you're like damn lucky you know what I mean like right, that's, right. that's the way you look at it and 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 that's and that's just to speak on it kind of the thing. With football, that's the one thing that I understand now that I didn't understand then. So I remember being a rookie and, and going into the weight room, one of the guys was doing leg extension. He was like, Hey, man, can you believe they pay us to do this? And I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, Dude, I'm like they better, better or or I'm, I'm expensive. Right, like, this right. hard to do. <laughs> this is tough. It's like I need to get my check clear. clear. Like, I like right. Right. <laughs> It's like wait, did you, you get a direct deposit? <laughs> I got a direct deposit. You got you got paid, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so so I didn't understand that back then, and and they used to say things like that there's two type two types of players. There's people that love being a football player, and there's people that love playing football, right? And that's the same uh-huh, thing that yeah. when you get to this town, you realize. I'm, I'm wiping out 60, 70% of the competition because they don't want to work anyway. They yes. like being an actor. They like wearing like a, a beanie in the summertime. And, and, and if a tour bus rolls by, they do one of these you're try to act yes. like they're fam- It's like, you're not like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the kind of You'll stuff eat people eat it 4 Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Whereas you have people that are real about it and people who love acting and do not care what it is. As long as I like what I'm doing, I'm into it. Those are the Mm -hmm. people that end up going because it's just for them. It's easy. You're not competition. You
2: you like the shell of what we're doing. I like the Mm -hmm. What's in it. You know what I mean? So when you were playing football and you're surrounded by this hyper masculine, hyper aggressive culture that promotes and endorses toxic masculinity, like you said, Mm -hmm. and you're in the bathroom holding the puke back while you're brushing your teeth, like how much of, how much of a guard did you, how much of a shield were you required to put up to mask your own, Vulnerability, or did you just let it pour out of you? What was no. your experience like? My wife is the one that found that. I, I didn't think about it
1: in terms of that. I was just kind of like, yeah, I just had to kind of grin and bear it. And she was like, no, nah, it's the greatest mm-hmm. acting job you've ever done. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's right, it is. Anthony Alabi as Anthony Alabi. Yeah, I had <laughs> right. to. I had to go and and do it because here's the thing. Like in college, right? Or and I grew up in Texas. I grew up in in San Antonio, Texas, in the South. You know, football is born out of the south. So I had for for a good portion of the earlier part of my my life, I'd say up until about 24, 25, I all those values were put in, which is don't be a sissy, win at all costs, you know, this, isn't If I even mentioned that I wanted to be an actor or an artist, they're like, What do you? Have? You know, they dropped the F bomb. You know, what do you yeah, what do you, yeah. you like? You still like girls, right? And it's like, come on, man. Like, and that's the kind of thing you had to deal with. So on a daily basis, you have to sit there and you just have to kind of take it. And you just have to kind of like you know, laugh when with, with the jokes and kind of whatever. I didn't you don't contribute, but you just sit there and you laugh and you you do your thing or, or whatever it is. But it's tough, man. It's a different when I was there, it was it was that kind of a locker room. Now what I see is a lot of the locker rooms have gotten more progressive and have gotten more open to that kind of thing just because society has you know what i mean so now i look at locker rooms and i'm just like oh this is different because you see dudes wearing nail polish now you see dudes right. like yeah. different color hair now you see dudes wearing yeah. like you know like lace tool <laughs> on their on their high tops you know what i mean like there's all kinds so, right. so now it's a little different and that's not as okay to be you know a, a toxic male anymore it's not as okay it's still obviously going to be there it's football but it's Definitely a lot more open than it was when I was there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 I'm curious too, like how you relate to th- the revelation that you played an acting role mm-hmm. throughout your football career. Now that your wife told you, like you know, when I've when I've put on airs, put on shells in my past, yeah. and not known it in the moment. Only later when I realized that I was acting or covering things up, do I get to really dig through and process the, the scar tissue yeah, and it was buried and, and, you know, covered up over the years. So I'm curious now, like what, what kind of work you're doing to like reassess the way that the first half of your life took shape yeah. and, and what emotional work you're doing to, to like reconfigure your space in the world. So, it, it
1: uh, that all started. It's a great question. That all started when I moved here to LA because I wanted it. I wanted that. I wanted to become more open. I wanted to learn these things. I wanted to kind of mm-hmm. understand and, 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 and see a different kind of perspective and a different kind of like just a, a social norm. Right. And so, when I moved here, it was when I the first thing I had to learn to do was to be more assertive. And I remember learning, like, it's OK to speak your mind and to say, I don't like that or I want this or I don't because I had been so neutered with football and everything else. That I just stayed quiet all the time and just was like, yeah, I'm just going to do kind of like what I'm, what's expected of me. And wow. when I got here and I and I got that power um, and started and I just did a lot of reading, to be honest with you, I just read a lot. I did a lot of like just looking at at other people that have retired and, and seeing what they're doing with their lives and looking at people that I admired and saw like how they conducted themselves, how they carried themselves, and then just a shit ton of like self exploration. And what helped a lot with that was my Meisner training. Cause with Meisner, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Meisner training, mm-hmm. is it's not Method. Method I did Meisner is Meisner as well. Okay, good. So you understand. You'll understand all this. Yeah. So with Method, it, it's very Strasburg. So it's very like, I got to play a crackhead, so I'm going to go sit with a crackhead. I might do crack. You know what I mean? As opposed to Meisner is just like, think of a time where you felt helpless and you felt a pull towards mm-hmm. something that you couldn't control. That's the way we go through things. We're imaginers. We imagine things. We daydream. We think about certain things. And we create a space for ourselves through substitution or whatever else it is. But mm-hmm. the training of that first year, you don't act at all. There's no acting involved. It's all tearing off all of the shells, all of that, that, that fibrous, you know, material, all the the calluses and getting to the root of who you are and your true reactions to things. So for instance, Brad knows this, like repeating, right? There's an exercise that you do where you stand across from each other and you close your eyes, you open your eyes. And the first thing that Pops in your head, you say. So if I say something like, I don't like your shoes, a normal person would go, whatever. Fuck you. You don't like my shoes. That's not how you feel. And with Miser, it's more like, how did that make you feel when he said he didn't like your shoes? I don't care. That's his opinion. How did it make you feel when he said he doesn't like your shoes? And then yeah. all of a sudden the fucking person breaks down like Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting when it's like, not <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that because what happens is For real. that to, the yeah. reason why they brush that off with the shell is because in reality, those are the last pair of shoes you have because you don't have any money and they mm-hmm. were the best ones you have And this morning. You clean those off with a brush to get them as white mm-hmm. as possible and you're wearing them now and this dude just said he hated your shoes. So the reality of that. Is it fucking hurt your feelings? It hurts. And it and it and it made you feel poor and it made you feel lesser than and it really affected yeah. you. That's what myson does. Is it gets you to that point. And so once you're open like that then they obviously have to reel really you in a little bit because you're going to be like way too open. I, I did. I was way too open. Like, I got, I got, so, I was like at the grocery store. I was like, excuse me, can you not handle my bread like that? Cause I really like it soft and you're like really mashing right. it. So I, I was all over the place. So, you know, you're like,
2: all right, dial, dial back a little bit. Right. You're yeah. You got to like fine. dial It's fine. like, all right, it's I
1: can't fine. say everything. Yeah. Um, but that, that helped me more than anything to kind of assert myself and to realize that what I want and the things that I need aren't, so outlandish or crazy. And right. and then from there, you kind of grow and you start auditing your life. You start auditing the people that you hang out with. You start auditing, you know, what you do and your rituals and all that other stuff. And you start to realize, like, if I want to get to this goal, if I want to get to this thing that I want to get to, I need to cut the fucking dead weight. So all those friends that doubt shit, all the friends that are like, fuck that audition, like, let's go get drunk. All those all those those times where it's like, I'm not going to get up in the morning and work out. I'm not going to do that. Or like all those times that, that, that people just... Just or like, yeah, I mean, are you still doing that acting thing? No, it's not a fucking acting thing. This is my career. This is my life. This is what I'm dedicating myself yeah. to. Like, what would you fall on your sword for? Nothing. Because you settled and decided to work in Morgan Stanley and do what your boys <laughs> told you because the other guy in your frat gave you a fucking job and you think you're killing it now because you're making 130 a year. I'll, oh, I'll take yeah, I'll take fuck
0: Morgan Stanley
1: right. I shouldn't say that. I have their account, so um, no. But it's it's one of those. <laughs> that, but it's one of those things where it's like I'd rather make. And I'll give you this example. I left the NFL. I didn't tell my reps. I didn't tell anybody. I came here. I, I an ex teammate of mine had an apartment in San Diego, so I drive back and forth every day to LA to kind of just get a lay of the land. I would drive every day. Um, when I finally like got here. Uh, I had just I had my first audition off of Mandy.com. I don't know if anybody knows about it. It's like this like non-union website no. from way, way back. And I found this like thing. It was for the Honda Genesis. It was the Honda the Genesis. It was their first the first iteration of it. And it was basically a uh, for this show called Burn Notice, and it was like a webisode. So I played, and they were like, congratulations. It was my first audition, I booked it. They were like, you, you're going to be an Italian gangster. And I go, it's-a me.
0: Y'all didn't see my headshot, right? <laughs> right. I'm,
1: I'm not Italian. They were like, do you want it or not? I was like, no, I want it. I'll, I'll, I'll take Yeah, I want it. And so the funny thing is, from there, that one experience is where I met, you know, everybody that's helped me to this point. It's how I got my manager. Yeah. It's how I got my, my agent. And then it build and build and build. But wow. going back to the original thing, I booked that job. That job was paying me, it was non-union, it was paying me $300 to work over the weekend for two days, Saturday and Sunday, okay? On Friday, I learned I booked it on Friday morning. On Friday afternoon, my agents called and said, hey man, the Seattle Seahawks want to offer you a three-year deal. And the three-year deal is like, it was my second contract, so it was a good three-year deal. It was a really Des-
2: good decision to make. Deal.
1: Yeah. And so, I was like, and I remember I was like, can I call you right back? And I sat in my buddy's apartment and I started crying because I was just like, mm. I don't know what the fuck to do because $300 That's crazy versus seven figures in your setup and i remember right. i was like i had to call my my agents to tell them i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna refuse and they were like what and they go i'm not i'm not gonna take it i'm not doing that and they're like what are you doing and i go i'm i'm in la i'm gonna i'm gonna be an actor they're like this is <laughs> they started laughing they were like look if you need a break take your break and then come back i was like nope this is this is what i want to do and my goal from that point on was like i'm gonna make way more money playing like acting than i ever did playing football just for th- i don't give a fuck about the money for myself but just to be like fuck y'all <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah and to, yeah. to kind of have that it's just it's to be like nigga, you ain't up this? on this uh so like to have that kind of feel and and to and to trust myself and be like I, I you have to make this work now like you have to make it work and so that's where that mentality comes from that's that's that whole thing where it's like mm-hmm. i'm gonna give this up so i can have what i really want and not what i what's expected
2: you know of me. How does it feel to, to have taken that bet on yourself? Like you did, like if you're, if you right now, this current present, Anthony was sitting next to Anthony, who was in your friend's apartment crying, thinking about making this decision. What would you, what would you tell that Anthony about, you know, that decision that you had to make? It's hard.
1: And I, and I joke about it all the time on the golf course. I'm like, yeah, don't ask me to do it twice. I don't know if it'll work out, <laughs> but, um, you have to, you have to, you have to leap, um, and, and I would honestly, i tell him the same thing I told him when I left the Naval Academy and I took out like thirty five thousand dollars in loans to go walk on at TCU. You know, when mm-hmm. I walked on there and I was like, you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you better make it to the NFL so you can pay this shit off. Mm-hmm. And that was the same thing with this. It's like, you better make it then because now we don't have any money. You left without the parachute. Right. And, and the only thing the only thing I was able to take from the NFL, which I love, is my retirement. So, like, I'm set at sixty five. But until then, I got to work. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so it was All one right. of those things that like you got to get I have to get this. You have to. There's no when you make when you burn that bridge. Um, I forgot what motivational speaker it was. But when you burn that bridge and you burn the bro- you burn the boats, you got to take the island. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah. Or you're going to die. And the way it goes is like usually human beings, when it comes between death and succeeding, people usually succeed. And you have to put yourself in that position. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good, but you have to do it. And it's the same thing in golf. I mean, you're standing over a shot. It's feast or famine. You either going to make it or you're not. So what are you going to do? And that's and that's it's as simple as that. What are you going to do? You know. And 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 that's when it all comes in. And you just got to you just got to make the shot. Hit the damn shot. Hit the damn shot. Man. Yeah. You know. Which is why we get so upset with ourselves when we try to get cute. And we duff it or like hit it fat or do whatever. Because you're just like, I should have just hit the shot. And it's like, yeah, hit the, hit the the shot. shot. Just yeah. hit the <laughs> yeah. shot. Don't get cute. Don't try. like I'm going to take it in a little more. So that way I get that nice draw around the tree. It's like, nope. Just hit
0: the shot. You know? Mm-hmm. Who were your... Uh, so you you saw that documentary, the PBS. I forget the, the name of it already. I'm sorry. Which one? Um, when, you were, when you were a kid. Um, oh the lifetime album with Hank Gathers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> gathers. You said what'd you say? The love boat? what you say? Lifetime.
1: <laughs> if I'm gonna
0: lie. <laughs> 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 so I was watching the love boat and I realized love I need to boat. I'm imagining a six-year-old Anthony with a handlebar mustache just watching <laughs>
2: the love boat being like, I need me some of that. I'll have what they're having.
0: Right. <laughs> who uh, I'm curious as to who were some of your early inspirations acting. Like, because you saw, you know that that's you got that spark. Mm -hmm. But over the years, like you kept you kept adding logs to that fire. Who were those guys that added those logs?
1: This is an easy one because anyone that knows me, I get this a lot. Will Smith was obviously just a huge influence. Same. I, I just, I just fucking, I dug his 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 whole vibe. Like just coming up, I loved how. He was cool with it, but he was still like a stand-up guy, but like wasn't a square. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah. it was just my, I loved it. I just loved everything about him. So I, I watched. And, and he was down to be like a nerd too. 100%. And that's, and that's yeah. why I liked it because there was no, there was yeah. no um, ego holding him back. Yeah. You know, if he didn't know right. something. He'd be like, I don't know that. Or if he knew something, he'd be like, yeah. And he'd speak on it, but it was just he this confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was that confidence that really. It really like spoke to me, and then when I saw him with Gene Hackman in *Enemy of the State*, I was like, "Boy, I was like, Gene Hackman is my dude." I was like, "Gene Hackman is amazing." And and then I went back and watched everything, and I was like, "I want to act like that." Because, well, more so because I was I was like studying the fact that he was so grounded. Like, it it, it's like it's like Whitaker. Like anything they do is just so grounded and sounds so natural coming out of their mouths. Like you never watch Gene Hackman act and go, Oh, I can see the words on the page. Never. It's like he Mm -hmm. came up with it in the moment. It's like he did it in the moment. Same thing with like Anthony Hopkins. I love Anthony Hopkins. Mm -hmm. I was this one time I heard him talking, he was like, actors don't touch themselves. They don't touch their face. They don't do any of that. And it's why he's constantly, if you ever watch him acting he's always like
2: that's interesting because actors don't do that and he loves real behavior but he's like it's more realistic if i'm touching my face and blocking my mouth and yeah i
1: mean look at look at like us in this conversation alone like how many times have you done this or you just like did one of these or you do this but actors don't do that because we're told like don't mess up your makeup don't don't do this don't it'll mess up the mic it'll do it and he's just like you deal with that i'm gonna act and i think Right. right and stuff like that is what really Kind of attracted me to those kinds of actors and i love the under the the under the under the undercover actors the ones that that aren't in the limelight limelight all the time like maggie smith like yes. i love maggie smith i think maggie smith is so dope because she just she is a fire actress like just fire and anything she does she has never attended an award show she's won awards never there never goes isn't about it and that is a one plus big fucking neon sign saying I don't give a shit about awards or what you yeah, think about me. I don't do I, this for y'all. I don't do it for you. This yeah. is this is my shit, and that and yeah. I love her for that. And that that's why, honestly, for me, like, social media is almost like a necessary evil, and and you need it. Sure, yeah. It's a whole thing. 100%. The amount of times I, I I look at my wife and say, I just want to get off of this shit because mm-hmm. I I don't like it, and you can see it in my thing. Like, I should have like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand followers. I have like eighty eight thousand followers, and the reason I have eighty eight thousand followers is because. <laughs> I just post shit that I want to post. I'm like, I'm just gonna make this and I wanna put it up. And and like I lost followers because I started posting a bunch of golf shit. Like, I don't care. It's just one of those things that like I'm using it for what it's for. But there's other people that it's their lifeline, and I get that. It's an important yeah, yeah. thing. It really is. Most of my co-stars, it's a thing. I'm just not comfortable with it because I'm just like, oh I just wanna nerd out on acting and just do that like in a dark corner somewhere. You know what I mean? And that's that's the only thing right. I want to do. And that's why, you know, half the time my wife's like, you're gonna watch the show that came out? No. I don't watch it because yeah, that's not. I I I got what I wanted from it, which was on set in the, the moment, actually the doing process. it. What it, what the finished product is has nothing to do with me because I didn't. Edit right. it, I didn't direct it, you know. So it, it's like I did my part. That's it. It's over.
2: <laughs> right. Do you like? Do you watch your stuff, Brad? When it's when it comes out, do you
0: do you watch final cuts? I I do. I uh, I I like to wait till the last possible minute to watch it if I can, because um, uh-huh. I don't I don't want to see you know the version two, three, four, five, um right. which makes it tough as like a a uh a, a one man production team sometimes because I have to. <laughs> um but I I enjoy it just just for the fact that I am a narcissist. <laughs> and that's probably one of the reasons I got into acting. <laughs> That's, and that's and that's 100
1: percent valid. It is. It's 100 percent valid because I'll tell you this. A coach walked around the room and to each player was like, why do you do this? Like, why do you why do you play football? And some guys were like women. I want all the women. I want all of them. Some guy was like, I want to buy video. Appreciate, games. Yeah. He's like, I want I want to, I want to buy video games. I just want a shit ton of video games. Another dude is like <laughs> cars. I love cars, and I just want to have like twenty five cars. Another guy's like, I want the biggest, fattest crib ever. I want like just wings. And then like right. I, my thing was like the glory of it. I just want the glory of it. And then speaking to the narcissism part, that is a part where I sit there and I go, I want people. I want to walk by and someone go, that's that, that's Anthony. That motherfucker is dope as shit. He's an amazing right. actor. Like you do it for the glory. Like that's what it's about. So I totally get that part. You got to study film.
0: You know what I mean. Right, right. Oh, yeah. And I, also like, it's it's a, a lesson in self-improvement. Like I, I watch anything I've ever done and I'm like, ah, why did I do that?
2: I'm <laughs> like, why
0: did I say it that way? Uh, yeah, right, <laughs> that sounds stupid. No, <laughs> Right, and I used to hate my voice too, but- I hated uh, my then voice. When, then when I started getting paid for it, I was like, oh, I'm gonna lean all the way in then. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. But
1: yeah, uh, so yeah, I, I get that, and and you have to study film. Like, we're about to start filming uh, Family Reunion season three, the last one, uh, at the end of this month on the twenty eighth, and I have to sit and watch the previous season because I got to kind of get back into the groove yep. and be like, all right, who's Moe's again? What is he doing? Like, what? We, right. <laughs> Who is this guy? Like, what are we? What are we getting into? And and yeah. that that part, it's like. Half the time, you, you got to get over yourself and just be like, this is cool. Like, that was fun. You know what I mean? And and kind of enjoy watching it. Enjoy kind of breaking yourself down and being like, that was fake. I didn't like that. That was not good. That was, mm. I wasn't listening in that part. I was, you know, so it's it's definitely a necessary evil for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you watch mm-hmm. shows now? Well, do you watch shows now? I have a two, it's a two-part question. I'm a TV whore. I watch okay. everything. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself watching and then being like, I don't believe her.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't believe him. Well, you have to, all, like, right? All the time. You're studying. You're studying. Yeah. So like, literally, time, you'll be, I'll see a scene and be like, oh my God, that guy's in the pocket. Like he's killing it right yeah. now. And then I'll look at someone else and be like, I want to believe you. I don't believe you. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and you know, do you know about this the bullshit meter in Meisner Where it's like your bullshit meter goes off. Yeah, you just like you're just like, ah, I just I don't like I don't believe you. The casting's great. I you look hard, it yeah, And it's just like I, I can don't see
2: you tasting your own bullshit. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's
1: like, <laughs> hmm. Aging, um, but it's it's yeah. it's <laughs> one of those things that like I do the same thing. I I can't. It's the problem I used to have with football, which now I'm so far removed from it that I can watch it and not study it. But yeah. I can't watch a TV show and not study it. Mm-hmm. I can't it's I'm like really oh this is, a good, this is a good DP I like those angles this is amazing you know the lighting right good. and then you're just like you're <laughs> into it you just you're all of, like I watched Snowpiercer last night and I was just like oh my god this shit is, looks good not, uh, that was a fake part you know what I mean and you you just break it down because it's it's, it's our
0: profession it's what you do yeah I listen for the jokes like I, I, I I'm a, um like I, I won't say like writer file but like I like to IMDB writers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. Especially when I was like writing my own pilots and things, I'd be like, "All right, I really like this person's writing style. I want to like, you know, in a perfect world, this person will be on staff, Mm -hmm. or like this person."
2: There you go. Yeah. yeah.
0: Of the last like three years, almost all of them have been women. Oh, I. And I'm like, yo, like the 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 emergence of these uh, these sitcoms. they're like dollface for example uh-huh. dollface on hulu if you've not watched dollface i have, i've been like, saving that is, one i haven't i haven't got that one i watched girl i it not is, watched that either pound for pound one of the funniest shows on television really okay okay greatest, right. like cat denning's uh brenda song like love cat denning
1: oh cat denning i've had a crush on cat denning for the longest She's amazing. Same. She's amazing. Same. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh Infinite Playlist with uh zach and no.
2: Zach and Miri's no, no. That uh, no, That's That's makes a porno. That's makes a porno. It's uh yeah, but it's the one with Michael Sarah. Yes,
1: the one with Michael Sarah. Oh man, I love yeah. it and, and uh her yeah. co-star, the
0: the blonde chick. What's her name? I can't forget. I can't Anna Ferris? No, it was it was the chick Nick,
2: that was... Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. That's it.
0: Nick and Nora make a porno. Yeah, yeah, and it Nick was and the, the blonde chick ended up yeah. being on
2: for a good time call, and that was that. That was the same chick,
1: but they they were great. in That like that was really like she's been number one for me for a minute. She's she's great. Her and um, yeah. uh, uh, Masters of Sex. What's her name? Big eyes, uh, brunette. Masters of Sex. Yeah, on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I don't. I don't know that one. They're similar. They're the same type. But she's great too. Like it's oh know.
2: um yeah, Lizzie Kaplan. Kaplan. She mm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: same thing. She's not as funny. But you have a
2: similar vibe. Yeah
1: yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, uh, Lizzie's more dramatic, obviously, and then and uh, Kat Dennings is more comedy. But uh love love the the delivery on those on those.
2: Yeah. Mm. Man, um, I feel like we should get into our uh, our meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. First and foremost, I guess we'll 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 point this towards golf first what are some of your favorite golf smells Ooh. uh sunscreen is one
1: uh mm. when I, I i mean i don't i'm I, I gotta admit i don't use it all the time but like if i'm playing with guys and they're always they're usually white boys uh they so they they always have sunscreen i'm like mm, smells like the beach um that's one. <laughs> a brand new like glove like oh, a fresh, I took one yeah. out yesterday, like a fresh, a freshy, a freshy mm. tailor-made, like, I'm just like,
2: oh, okay, oh, that's I was gonna ask the brand that
1: you yeah, go yeah. with, but yeah, it's uh, it, okay. just, cool. it just fits my hands well, Doc, uh, or Black Tusk now, they make uh, a golf club, and I love their golf club, because it's actually made for like bigger hands, and he sent me a
0: double XL, like, yeah, Doc has some thick ass gloves, bro, <laughs> I mean, they're
1: thick, it's like a racing glove, <laughs> And so I, yeah, I literally right, put it on right, and I was like, I oh my glove. God, it's the first time a, a glove has been baggy on this big ass hand. You know what I, mean? I was like, this is incredible. Uh, so I was like, I might have to just use XL, not double. I go always go for the biggest, like what's the biggest size we have? I'm like, cool, I'll take that. And with Doc, I got to be like, all right, just an XL, please. Um, that's when, You got to uh, go change
0: the carburetor with that glove. I know. I'm like, I got I to change some oil,
1: man. Uh, and, and the grass, like when you're on the green and just kind of that, that, that fresh morning dew kind of like smell is just yeah yeah I'll take that
2: first the, that yeah that that first round of the day smell is oh yeah pretty, when you when you cut it
1: and you see the line through the through yeah. like the, the dew that's oh that's yeah. a yeah. great visual. I love that
2: it is you know
1: but then the when you see the ball and it's like just spinning the little the stuff's coming off of it it's just like
2: oh, yeah yeah hydroplaning yeah as it lifts out <laughs>
0: yeah um. <laughs> You, you, uh, you're a big dude. You, you, I imagine you get down in the kitchen. I imagine you like to, you know, keep keep yourself fed. Yeah, man. So, let's say you won uh, a major. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're a golfer. You want you won a major last year, and you're inviting everybody back. Mm-hmm. It's your champions' dinner. Yeah. What's on the menu?
1: Oh, here we go. Okay. Uh, Nigerian suya as an appetizer. Do you know what Nigerian suya is? Is it something you eat with your hands? Yeah, absolutely. So basically yeah. think about it like it's this pepper. It's like yam based, right? No, no, no. It's a beef. It's a beef. It's a beef. I'm a vegetarian, but I always imagine food that I can't have because I just want it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a peppered <laughs> beef that has like a ton of spice and just like it's so delicious and you grill it over an open flame and it just comes out to be just like mouthwatering, like amazing thing. So that'll be the appetizer. Um I would say salad wise because my wife, she, she makes this amazing like Italian style salad that has like all these different like capers and just all these like savory acidic things that I like. So that would definitely be like kind of your salad course. And then the main course I'm flip flopping because I'm half Puerto Rican and half Nigerian. So part of me is like a pernil with a uh, con gandules And then the other half mm-hmm. of me is like a red Nigerian stew that has chicken and beef in it with like, some like you know other parts that we, eat, which is like gizzards or kidney or anything else, yes. over like this white rice and like foo and just like, just like hot and steam, just like delicious food. Um, and then the dessert, you know what I mean,
2: you get, you get both, you get both for sure. Right, it's yeah. your dinner. It's done. your, yeah. like, it's your menu. Done. So I'll do both of
1: those, and then and then for dessert, I'm a, I'm a basic chick when it comes to this shit because I'm <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm like I want a fudgy ass chocolate cake. With some vanilla ice cream and I'm good to go. Or or like an
0: apple
2: pie, Dutch apple pie with vanilla mm. ice cream. Hey man, if it's made, if it's made well, it can get it. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure.
0: sure. I'm, I'm cracking up thinking about like Dustin Johnson sitting at the table looking at his menu, like almost like, How do I, I say pro- this? I can't I can't pronounce I can't, anything. <laughs> I can't pronounce anything, but this stuff's pretty good. He's like, I would have <laughs> preferred the bib salad. And why, um, does, and
1: why does he? Why does he grab the fufu like this? Like he still has the the wrist. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 He's just anti, just the like anti. <laughs> yep. that's yeah, a good, that's a good. That's a good menu. All times. <laughs> it's It's yeah, a filling menu. Like like we overfeed.
2: We are, every time I host. That's them. good though. No, that's good ahead of a golf tournament though. You know slow everybody else down oh yeah exactly um Um, put them to sleep what what is your uh what's your theme song actually you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna change this a little bit okay if you were to rip yourself open what's the sound that comes out of you what's the song that comes out of you what is what's the music that is like you
1: in you oh jesus uh
2: alexa play maybe
1: yes (laughs) from fits in the tantrums (laughs) oh wow you ever heard that yeah, I, I saw, saw them, them in concert. concert. Alexa, volume the in, this. See if you can vibe with this. This
2: got such a good groove. Talk about pocket. You know what I mean? Like
1: that's in that like yeah. I just see myself like you have the driver and you just like you line up. You just fucking. <laughs> 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 just, and that's I get, and you can. You, I can just see myself doing all kinds of shit to this song. I'm like this is my shit. This is this is what would open up if if like I open the chest up, or oh, maybe. No.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got a feeling that's that's what's in there. It's amazing. That's, this song is in the chest cabinet. Oh my god, Alexa, stop. Uh,
0: well, when we play, we'll uh, we'll, I'll, I'll let you make the playlist. Oh man, we gotta play. We gotta play before you start shooting again.
1: I know, and and I and you know, I, I'm jazzy. I listen to a lot of jazz because it keeps me calm. Mm. Yeah. I was listening to J. Cole and then it just got too live. Like I was like, I can't do it. I hear yeah. you. I can i can't. <laughs> I've I've it <laughs> right back. I uh
0: I'm in a James Brown ooh. groove right nice. now. I like nice. it. I like that. Yeah. That's a ooh, that's a good one. I like yeah. it. And just let it run. Just yeah. just any of his
1: albums. And he's like, like, wow. It's just like yes. I, you just want to hear that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, after yesterday I got it, I got back into I, I'm not a supporter of Wayne himself, but I was, I was, Weezy was like, I, I was, I posted something uh-huh. and it had let the beat build. And I, and it, and you know, sometimes like it's reels are longer now. And so it's like, Oh, 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 oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I was, just, and then the, the beat dropped. and I was like, I, I miss Wayne. Like, this is okay. Right. So I've been, I've been on this Wayne Brad, tip for like a day and a half of like nothing. Brad
2: talking about, talking about listening for the jokes. I mean, like king of punchlines. Oh yeah, right there. You know, it's just like before oh my you God, yeah.
0: get the punchline from four bars ago, you, you heard like, oh, another three,
2: and you're like, "Wait, hold on, I need to write these all down." One, he's <laughs> yes. one
1: of the guys that you have to like rewind. To, Wait, what did he say? Oh shit! Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: like, I it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Wow! Which is Off how two, I learned bro. every single lyric to um to uh, Carter Three, like. Start yeah. to finish because I just kept rewinding back. Just uh, <laughs> six foot, seven no foot, ceiling. eight just, foot
1: punch. It's just like,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh yeah. But that's that's, um, that's kind of yeah. I would vibe out to I, maybe yes. Yeah, Fits in the tantrums and my music taste is ridiculous. Like I'm just I'm everywhere. I love all the place. I just yeah. love I love you know what it is. I love I love watching an artist vibe, or I love mm-hmm. somebody doing what they're doing. Like seeing. Wh- one of the rare gifts in this life is being able to witness someone in the zone, like witness someone who yep. is like, there's nothing going on here. And they're just stroking. Like they just feel it, whether it's a mm-hmm. golfer or like a football player, just seeing somebody just stroking out, doing their shit is amazing. A singer, yeah. whoever it is. Like, that's why I love Amy Winehouse watching her when she was in mm-hmm. her, in her pocket. I was, there's few,
0: few who do that better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I nerd out on this. Connor, game. I love that question. Um, I'm just picturing Anthony standing on the first tee box with just like, Rah. just like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm seeing like ribs. Right. Just yeah. Like, yeah. I'm seeing, I'm seeing his organs.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then, but then in there is just like little, little fits, little fits playing, <laughs> playing, a, playing a little guitar <laughs> and, a li- and a little tantrum
0: in the right. <laughs> Two little tantrums. <laughs> Two little tantrums. Having a day. <laughs> the mini tantrums. Um, Anthony, what is the time on the golf course that you have laughed the hardest?
1: Uh, I. <laughs> this is one of those that happens every time I play with, uh, he's my best friend, but my executive producer, uh, Anthony Hill. So he's the one that was basically responsible for all of this because he, when I was guest starring a lot and I was just kind of running around, he was the one that put me on Raven's Home, which is a Disney show, as like a recurring, Mm -hmm. and then from there that's when people were like, oh shit, and and I was able to get family reunion, and then everything else came with it, so he's a writer and that's what I was saying, Brad, we gotta play with him, because you'll love him, he's a writer, first, like he is a complete writer nerd like it's, he is, he gets that, like always thinking about stuff, always writing stuff down because he's like, jokes, and this, and that, and he's just like, constantly in that zone and I laugh so much with that dude, because I don't think anything that comes out of his mouth isn't a joke. It's always funny. Like everything <laughs> yeah. is funny. And so it's it's very easy to have a great round. And I always play my best when I'm with him because it's just you're just relaxed and you just have a good time, which is the I think Absolutely. the best golf partners to have. Um true. You know, there are those that are like super just like this is a gentleman's game. You must do this. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. All
2: right, buddy. It's kind of disarming. Yeah. Twenty-five
0: yeah. over, like, you know, but that's how it yeah. is. Can Can you pinpoint uh, like one shot or one round in particular that stands out? That's like that's the funniest thing he's ever said.
1: Uh oh. Okay. So uh, God, when was it? It's was probably like a couple months ago. He we it was COVID. So like, or it still is COVID, but like it was hotter then. And we were in. I was in my own golf cart. He was in his own golf cart. And I did something over here, and I kind of sat back in the golf cart, but I sat in mm-hmm. the in the passenger spot. <laughs> and I had my arm like this and so like the steering wheel and like everything else was over here and I was just kind of hanging out and so Anthony comes out he comes over like to my thing he goes it looks like it looks like you're sitting with a ghost and I started cracking (laughs) up and then I went like this I went ah that's funny (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) to make it seem, and he just he lost it like he was done for like two for two holes because (laughs) I go yeah that would be crazy if there was a ghost here (laughs) right Right. right <laughs> so honestly like that was we haven't laughed that hard because in the moment it was just such a funny kind of and he wrote it down he's like i gotta i'm gonna use that that's gonna go in there later uh so but it's it's that kind of stuff that we do and we and we poke with each other constantly in that way but i think the best part of it is that you push the other person to be better it's not like a i find a lot of times mm-hmm. depending on the kind of people you play with there it's always this thing of like you're not Tiger Woods, bro. Like you don't need to play mental games with me and like stand in the yeah. team box and like let's compete. And do it. him and I are like, if it's a great shot, I'm like, oh, that's better than your last because the, the last one you did this. Now your hips are moving. Like we we try to help each other, and I think that's right. the, that's what makes it a fun thing. Is that it becomes a sport of like let's enjoy this together as opposed to you're on your own. Like go fuck yourself. Like if you if you got some right. wrong, yeah, you better solve that. Like we try to help each other. We try to try. To, to make it as smooth and as fun of a round as possible. And we say it before the round, I'm like, practice round or are we playing, playing? And he's like, practice round. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, we're just going we to play. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the kind of what, what adds to the funny of when we're going through the whole round and don't give a shit about right. it. Right.
2: I like that, setting, setting the terms ahead of time to be like, okay, how are we, we going to communicate during this experience, during this four hours? Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, four no. hours with another dude. So it's like, you better know, be clear about what we're doing today. Right. About what you're stepping into.
1: When we're like it's a real round, it's not really that different. It's more of just like don't talk so much shit or like just be quiet while he's hitting and he's trying to focus, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. on a shot or something. Yeah, Whereas like yeah. before we're we're talking all the way up until like I hit P two. You know what I mean? It's just like it's a complete, <laughs> it's a complete just
2: like a fun round. Yeah. Um, if you could play a round of golf with a younger version of yourself, let's say the the Anthony in high school who wanted to act and maybe caught some jokes. Because of it, at your expense, what what would you talk to that version of Anthony about during those four hours that you're with him playing golf?
1: I mean, naturally, the jokes would be funny, uh, just because like the younger me was so hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but I just think I think that'd be good. The advice would be more of I was so I was such a type A person, you know what I mean? And I'm still that way, but I think I've loosened a lot. Um, and I've just kind of become more of like, go with the flow. And we talked about this earlier with the chaos and and that's more my wife's apartment, like I'm more planner, but I was just, I was rigid, you know, then because I was so focused on getting to the NFL and so focused on like, make sure you're straight A's, make sure you get this, make sure you do that. Because if you don't get your college degree, if you don't do these steps, the rest of the stuff that you have planned for your life, isn't going to happen. And so mm-hmm. I was very much like focused on that. And I tell myself, keep the intensity, but enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? Like I didn't go to my first high yeah. school dance until like the end of my junior year, because I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to the NFL. I got, I got stuff to do. You know what I mean? I would never go yeah. out. And, and I, I listened to that Christopher Walken, you know, uh, uh, interview where he was like, he was like, let people miss you. Don't be around all the time so much. And so I took mm-hmm. that, hard in 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 high school and i was like i'm just never gonna be anywhere you know what i mean and so i would tell myself like hey man relax your shit's dope you don't have to push that hard enjoy it and that would be kind of like the thing you know and that and that's what i think that's good advice for anybody like your shit's dope you know it is like just just relax keep stroking keep working it but you're you're fine you don't have to change yourself for anybody you have to change who you are or how you sound or or, or whatever it is. Because, I mean, and I don't know if you experienced this, Brad, but I was the only black kid in my school from, like, pre-K through high school. Like, I think college is the first time that I was like, holy shit, there's three other black people in this room. Like, Damn. this is this is crazy shit. Wow. And so, but before that, it was, like, me and a bunch of, like, white people and Hispanic people. Like, that was it. And so, you, you constantly are like, oh, I don't want to be this or do that or and and fit yourself into this little box. And I think I'd tell myself to relax and laugh more and enjoy yourself and understand that they're looking at you and they admire you because of what you can do. And so you don't have to be so insecure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's it. I love that. And don't do drugs. Yeah, I really like that.
0: Don't ever do drugs. And don't do drugs.
1: <laughs> Marijuana's not a drug. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might know... Uh, where this answer might head, but obviously you, you know, interpret it the way that you want in the most Anthony way. Um, outside of golf, because I know that golf brings you a lot of joy, mm. but outside of golf, where's your happy place? On the living
1: room floor with my kids trying to attack me because mm. <laughs> they 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 go full assault. Like my son, like comes from behind, he's like a spider monkey, he just grabs like, on. And then my daughter runs up and she just starts like mushing my face. Like it's just, it's uh, you never think that that's the kind of stuff that would make you that happy. Cause you know, half the time as a parent, you're just like, I'm so sick of parenting. Like I'm so tired of making you shit and like yeah. buying you shit. Mm-hmm. But then those moments kind of make up for it the most. And, and I, and I find myself when I have um, a terrible round or if I'm having like, you know, just a tough time, even on set. A lot of times I'll I'll look down at, at my Apple Watch because I have, you know, the family portraits and everything up. So it's like if I and when I see my kids or I see my wife, I'm like, you're just doing this. It's just something you're doing. Relax. It's all going to be OK. You get to go home to that. So, you know, and, and I think that's that's the thing that kind of really just makes it all OK. And then all of a sudden you're just like, man, this is it's just golf or it's just acting. It's like it's not mm-hmm. like they're the people that are going to be home when you get home. So like, be cool. And that's and that for me that's my happy place. So no matter where we are, I mean, obviously you know, mm. hopefully acting works. But if it doesn't, we'll all be mm. warm in a
2: cardboard box.
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> so I guess we'll end on this note. What is your mortal wound? I.
1: I, I, that's a tough one. I'd say right now, where right now, it's not necessarily this one thing. It, it's more of I'm trying to become an executive producer. I want to be a creator. I want to make things. I'm not a writer. I've never claimed to be a writer. I write things with my writing partner Josh Kovit, but we don't. I don't necessarily, I'm not the guy that sits at a computer and is like writing pages and pages of dialogue. I'm the guy that's kind of usually either has a football or a golf club and I'm like walking around and I'm like, no, no, it's going to look like this. And then the atmosphere is this. And mm-hmm. I like to create worlds. I like to tell stories. And I like that kind of grind of production where it's like, how many sets do we have? Okay. And what do we need for this? All right. And, and solving problems and and doing those things for me that there's, there's a big joy in that. Um, And so the hurdle right now is trying to pivot from this TV sitcom dad into the dramatic actor that I know I am into the executive producer that I will be. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So those those right now are the hardest things. And anytime you want to change perception in this industry, it just takes time and it takes just fucking sweat. And you just have to keep grinding it out until people just see you different. Um, and, And so for me, that's that's kind of what it is. That's that's the like the the big wall that i gotta like climb
0: you know yeah you have to show them so that they they know they build it and they will come
1: that's it and because and, they don't have the imagination to be like well let me imagine you this way it's like they have to see right. it first you know and and it's that it's the it's the chicken or the egg thing it's like well how are you going to see me doing if you don't give me the chance to do it and exactly it's like, so what does that mean that means you got to create your own shit yes and let them see it You know what I mean? Like Alana Glazer and and, uh, Abby from Broad City. Yes. Nobody saw them that way until they made you see them that way. You know what I mean? And that's and all it takes is one. All you need in this entire industry, one of the most important things I learned is if you have one one or two fans, whether that's a producer, a director, Mm -hmm. a casting agent, any mix of those, you can succeed. You just need one or two fans that's it. who who can do stuff and they and that's why even big a-list stars that's why chris nolan casts the same people every time it's always yeah. the same actors because it's just like football just like golf it's all about trust i trust that you can do this job i trust that you can that, that when i say i need you there you're going to be there i trust that when the when 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 you know the timer hits this that you'll be at this point i trust that yeah. and it's the same thing it's the same trust actors have with each other it's the same trust the producers have with studios and networks all of that is built on that. So I think mm. that's the biggest. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to get to.
0: Man, I look forward to seeing that. I, I can't wait to see how many more hats you wear. Ex-NFL actor, NAACP award winner, executive producer, dramatic uh, maven, creative genius, uh, go- golf uh, wizard. I want to see it all. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of yours. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. <laughs>